You are now listening to the Open Canvas. Open Canvas. This is Taj Alexander. I'm here with a very special guest. We actually met not too long ago at her birthday party at Sisters in Brooklyn. One thing that I noticed about her and more importantly, the people around her was the level of love and respect and admiration that they had for her. She's a woman who is doing everything in her power to represent herself and her work correctly. She's an entrepreneur. She's a trailblazer. She's doing so many things that I feel like we'll realize after the fact. <laughs> you know, she's just doing so many things and just making it look easy and effortless. But I know there's so much hard work that wow. goes into it. <laughs> I'm not even done with the intro. <laughs> there's more. <laughs> but over the past year or so, I've just been able to witness her grow in her craft and, and her business. And it's just something that I truly respect. And without any further ado, I'll let you introduce yourself. Hello everyone, I am Edwina Kulego. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm super excited to be here and just to have a dope discussion about any and everything. Thank awesome. you for the amazing introduction. I am blushing. <laughs> uh, thank you. Absolutely. Very exciting. Oh, no, thank you for, for joining us. You know, I feel like you really were one of the people that really connected with what we were doing and you were very vocal about your support. You know, that's something that I really appreciate because I'm just starting out and, you know, you saw what I was doing and you were very quick to give encouragement, Absolutely. which, you know, was really something that I value and respect about you. So thank you for that. Thank really. you. I'm all about passion and this definitely feels and seems like a passion project to mm. you. So. In order for me to, to support, I have to contribute. So I'm very happy to be here. Absolutely. So for those who don't know, can you just tell us what you do? Sure. <laughs> I do a few things, but I'm in international business development. And I currently work for UBM Fashion Group. And basically what I do there is work with international brands, fashion brands, and groups um, to help them successfully launch in the U.S. market. Yes. And outside of that, I'm building my personal brand, Edwina Colego. I'm engaging in a lot more public speaking, women empowerment, and just, you know, business. The industries of business and fashion are what I'm currently in. Nice. Nice. So where are you from? Uh, I am. That's a trick question because <laughs> I have a few answers to that. It's funny. One of my friends was like, when you ask Edwina where she's from, she'll give you a whole essay. But um, I am Ghanaian. Um, my parents were born and raised in Ghana. I was born and raised in Sweden. Okay. So a lot of people are like, well, doesn't that make you Swedish? And I'm like, yeah, I am Swedish, but I'm also Ghanaian. Mm. And, and I'm very specific about making sure that I announce my heritage and where I'm from. I'm not blonde. I don't have blue eyes. So <laughs> when Swedes meet me, they're like, well, are you really Swedish? Mm. Um, it's tricky, but I would say I'm a citizen of the world. Yes. Um, yes. And... I've lived in New York for 10 years, but before then I lived in Sweden in a small town called Malmo. Malmo. What was it like growing up in Malmo? Oh my God. Malmo was lit. <laughs> it was dope. It's, Malmo is the third capital yeah. of Sweden and it's actually the most multicultural city. So I grew up with people from all over the world. Iran, Iraq, Bosnia. I went to an amazing international school where I met with, I went to school with kids of ambassadors. So I mm. met people from all over the world and was quickly immersed in different cultures. Yeah. So that's what I loved about growing up in Malmo. And that kind of adapted to New York because it's also a very diverse place. 
but it was great. I was the token black girl mm. for most of my life, but that was fine. I enjoyed it. I had a great childhood. I had an amazing family support, and I had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What were you doing as a kid growing up? What was like? Oh my God, we were like. <laughs> It's a huge bike community, kind of yeah. like Amsterdam. Okay. So we were on our bikes a lot. A lot of my <laughs> stories involved bicycles for some reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we traveled a lot because we were in Europe, right? So yeah. for Americans, it's like, oh, I'm going to Miami over the weekend, or I'm going to Texas or LA. And for us, <laughs> it was like, well, we're going to Paris, or we're going to London. Yeah, um, yeah, so yeah. I started traveling internationally early, mm. which was really cool. You know, we went to concerts. Um, we we stole bikes. <laughs> I'm gonna admit, me yeah, and my brother yeah. did that. Um, we got right, into right. trouble, but all in all, we had we had a good childhood. That's we had a lot of fun, and we were kids. Yeah, you know, yeah. we we didn't have gadgets. We didn't have the internet. Right. It was just starting. Like MySpace was just starting to brew. Wow, remember that, mm -hmm. yo, the top eight. Right, exactly. <laughs> so for me, it was like we were out. We were in the playing grounds. We were like picking apples from the apple trees like we were mm. being kids and mm. I love that and I'm kind of nervous about the generation behind us because yeah. I feel like they're going to lose that touch yeah yeah that's something that I really appreciated about growing up I was actually talking to Dice about this almost having the luxury of not having your phone in your hand oh, all the time no. and just like being able to live in your own mind and your own imagination totally and I feel like it pays off now even like we're able to be more imaginative Absolutely. and like visionary because as kids, we were just naturally that. Right, you know? and you were forced to be creative and yeah. to figure things out yeah. and to solve problems. And now it's like you Google something and there it is. So right. the effort is very short. Yeah. And, you know, I was just speaking with one of my coworkers and I'm like, I miss, you know, I spent hours in the library mm -hmm. when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I loved being there and I picked up books and you remember you had to copy them. <laughs> when you had presentations yeah. in class, you had to like do the... I don't know what you call it, like the laminate copy, the oh, clear wow, copy, and yeah. put it on that monitor. <laughs> Remember that? Wow. Like, we didn't have PowerPoint back yeah, then, you know? Yeah. So wow. things like that are nostalgic. And mm. every time I go home, I try to go by the public library in Malmo. Um, we call it Staatsbibliothekit. Wait, let me say it again. Staatsbibliothekit. Staatsbibliothekit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you did good. Okay, I'm, I'm learning Swedish now, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, okay. you know, just spending time in there and just thinking back to the days when you actually put in work. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I that's real. That. That's real. So, so you said it was you and your brother or brothers? Or? Yeah. So okay. my dad was Rolling Stone. Okay. So yeah. we are seven altogether. Okay. Um, my brother and I are the closest. Um, we grew up with, uh, it's my brother Maoli, who's an amazing artist. He goes by the name of Lazy. Check him out. He does grime, drum and bass, hip-hop, R&B. Uh, he's a four-time Grammy nominee, and he's currently based in London. So um, And I also grew up with my older sister, Matilda. She's also in London, actually in Luton, uh, right outside. And she now has two kids, which is amazing. Um, Maoli has two as well, so everyone's looking at me like, well... <laughs> What's up? Yeah. And then I have three other siblings, Bridget, MJ, and Gamalie, and they're in Norway. Nice. And then I have my sister Maya, who is in Copenhagen. So, wow. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Now, I think you just mentioned something that's, I think in the States, we have, you can go from New York to LA or New York to Florida, mm -hmm. like for a vacation or something like that. But for you living in Europe, Paris isn't necessarily that far. It's or not. London isn't that far. So what was that like? 
growing up and traveling early. Yeah, I think my first international flight on my own was the age of maybe eight or nine. Wow. Which was... Wait, on your own? On my own. But we had, at that time... Paint the picture, like, what what made you think to, like, all right, let me book a flight and go on this... Man, my Before mom... Before you're even a teenager, right? <laughs> my mom, I guess she had a lot of faith in us. And she was also, you know, she was a single mother. Mm. And she she wanted us to explore. And she couldn't always do those things with us. So yeah. she put us on the plane. And at that time, you had, like... I remember we would always travel with KLM. And they had yeah. a person that would pick you up from the gate and actually take you to make sure that you met with whoever was picking you up. So it wasn't like I was completely on my own, but... Yeah, I traveled early by myself. The first thing my mom always told me was, when you get to the airport and you get past security, find your gate. Because sometimes you think your gate is closed, and then you go and grab something to eat, or you hang out in the lounge, and then you realize you have to take an air train to your gate, or you have to walk for a really long time. So I do that till this day. (laughs) I find my gate first, no matter where it is, and then I hang out and do what I got to do. Yeah, it was amazing. We went to Berlin a lot. We spent a lot of time in London because we have a lot of family there. Shout out to all my Ghanaian family in London. We see you. We see you. (laughs) We out there. Uh, We're deep in London. (laughs) I also spent a lot of time in Paris, um, in Copenhagen. My uncle, he's a pastor, has a church there. So we would go there every Sunday, actually. But yeah, it was amazing because you got to really connect with different places and you got to pick up on new languages. And yeah, it's like two hours to get to London from yeah. us. So it yeah. was accessible and yeah, it was dope. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think that was almost foretelling of what your future would be, like being independent right? so early, mm-hmm. you know, and sort of learning things on your own, gaining that self-confidence so early. Because now I see you basically doing that on a whole nother level right. in what Which you do now. You, like, whenever I see you on the grandma's time, you're always, like, honestly, in another country. <laughs> I see you in Italy, you're in Florence, and yeah. you're in, back in the States, and then you're in, in Japan, and so many places. What is traveling meant for you? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we're just talking before we even started the episode, like, about yeah. travel. It's very, very special to me because I did start traveling early, and I appreciated it early. To mm-hmm. me, travel when I was younger was a luxury, and yeah. it still is today. Yeah. The fact that I can get on a plane and go somewhere different and experience a whole nother culture, a whole nother language. I think it's definitely something that I really appreciate and I always am thankful for. And, but it is connected. And I think me traveling from such a young age is connected to all the traveling that I'm doing now. There's kind of a comfortable, confident space that I get in when I travel. I'm, you know, I'm not afraid of picking up and going to different places. I think that it's definitely connected to me traveling as a young kid. And also with work, it's different because you're in seminars and you're having meetings and there's a professional kind of person that you have to be while you're traveling. And then when you travel for leisure, it's a lot of fun and you can really explore and go to different places. And yeah, all together, I think it's a blessing that I get to do it on a personal level and a professional level. Absolutely. Yeah. So when I see you at the trade shows, when I see you come down one of the aisles, people just light up, you know, (laughs) they're complimenting you on what you're wearing, but they're also like seeing you as someone who demands respect. 
and someone who's really worked hard to get where they are. Mm-hmm. You know, you know your stuff. Yeah. So that's something that I really appreciate about you is like you really carry yourself with a confidence that you're here for a reason. So like you. for you, like professionally, I just see you as a great light in the business and, and what you do. So tell us more. You, you mentioned what you do, but what makes you passionate about doing I think that you brought up a good point about being intentional and putting in the work. Like mm. I am so big on knowing what you're doing, right? Because mm. if I'm doing a presentation in Berlin and I get up and I know half of what I'm talking about, it just mm. is not a good representation of the company I work for. It's not a good representation of myself as mm. a woman in business, as a black woman in business. I feel like you really have to know what you're talking about. You have to know what you're doing and why you're doing it. So for me, it started early. You know, I interned at a lot of different companies before I got to where I am today. So I started at Essence Magazine where I was in the fashion department. And then I went over to Tommy Hilfiger where I interned for Andy Hilfiger. I also interned for Sharifa Murdoch while she was at Advanced Star Project. Shout out to Sharifa. Sharifa was good. Yeah, what's up? (laughs) That's a mentor and a friend and so much more. Like she really helped me and groomed me to get into a space where I knew what I was doing. And one of the most important things she taught me was your word is your bond, right? Mm -hmm. If you say you're going to do something, you got to do it. And especially in sales and dealing with clients, if you've agreed on something, you got to deliver and you got to come through. And I think those internships later led to my role as an executive assistant. And after that, I became a business coordinator and worked for Tom Florio. And then I also became an account executive. And then I started getting into international. Mm. So for me, I knew that in order for me to truly enjoy what I was doing, I had to incorporate travel. So I actually came up with the international account executive role at the company. (laughs) Um, I was like, you know, we don't have any salespeople fully focused on international and getting clients to our trade shows from different countries. So I came up with a proposal. I did an investigation of the countries that were represented at our show. I did a whole pie chart analysis and I proposed it to our CEO and he was blown away. He was like, why don't we have this position? Mm. It's yours. Mm. So that's how I started. That's so real. And it's crazy (laughs) because I was like, I don't know, 21 at that time. Wow. And I don't know how I got the courage to to just walk into his office and be like, this is what I need to be doing. But it just shows you that when you do your research and you do know what you're talking about, companies are looking for employees like that. They want people who present ideas to them as long Mm. as they're valid. Yeah. So once I got that approval, that kind of gave me the confidence to do more and to grow. So after that, I became a sales manager. And then recently I got promoted to run our international business development, which nice. is crazy, wow. amazing. Wow. Um, it's a big job and I'm very grateful to be in that position. But again, it allows me to travel, which I love, but yeah. also to conduct international business right. and to really help brands, which I love too. Seeing a brand launch into a store like Bloomingdale's or Neiman's or Barney's for the first time is an amazing moment for them, but also for me, because yeah. I'm like, I was a part of their journey yeah, and their part of that story. story. Right. Right. So yeah, I think knowing what you're doing really helps. Uh, and you know, being at the trade shows is amazing because I finally get to see all the work I've been doing throughout the mm. season come to life. Yeah. And you meet these people for the first time that you've been on the phone with for six months mm. and they're coming in from Spain and they're super excited to be at the show. And you meet them, you give them a hug and it's like, 
again, it's dealing with people and helping them. Yeah. And that's what makes the trade show special. Because you get to connect with the people that you're supporting and the people that support you. Right, right. That's amazing. Just like you said, if you're working for a company or if you're working for a brand, like mm -hmm. they want people who are going to bring the ideas to them. Yes. Proactive like, people. Add value to the equation. Add value to whatever field you're in. I think there's a lesson in that. Absolutely. You know? Do your research, do the hard work beforehand, and then bring something to the table that's fresh, right. innovative, and new. Right. So that then that adds value to you. you know? Absolutely. But, yeah. And even you know, in fashion and industries like entertainment, things move so fast mm. and they're so dynamic. So if you are innovative and you're if you're coming up with ideas and you're constantly feeding upper management or just your team with like, oh, I just went to this amazing podcast yesterday and this happened, or I attended a seminar and I learned this, we should be doing more of this. You know, those are the people that are getting promoted. Yeah. Those are the people that upper management are looking at like, okay, this is the next person that will take on this role because they're forward thinkers. And I think the more you add, you know, to an organization or to yourself, even if you're an entrepreneur, you always got to make sure that you're feeding yourself with new ideas, with new information. Mm -hmm. You know, people are always like, well, how do I get into international business? And, you know, how did you do this and that? And I'm like, you really got to immerse yourself into that field. If you want to be in international business, you got to travel. But if you if you don't have the means to do that, then start reading travel magazines. Yeah. Like start learning about these places that you mm -hmm. want to get to. There's. Mm -hmm. There's a part that you can get into before traveling that's exploring, yeah. reading, asking questions, surrounding yourself with people that travel, yeah. right? Because yeah. you learn a lot from people. Like you were just giving me tips on Brazil, where to go yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I guess that's how I built my network with just getting ideas from people. A lot of people are like, Edwina, you should be going to Peru to find brands mm. for your trade show. So yeah, yeah. professionally, I'm being fed with information and personally, I'm being fulfilled too because I'm a traveler at heart. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's a perfect combination, honestly. Yeah. It's like you're, you're fully actualizing your humanity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like on every level, you're like fully realizing who you are. You yeah. know, on every level of every sphere of life, you're actualizing who you can actually be. Like right. that's that's what we should all strive for is like reaching totally. our full potential. Totally. Not and leaving any stone unturned. Right. I, I completely agree. And it doesn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been very frustrated in the past. I would get so frustrated by not knowing. Like people would be like, Well, what do you want to be? And what do you want to do? And what's your purpose? And I still get that question. And, and now I'm very comfortable and confident with saying, I don't know. Mm. Right now I'm in a space where I'm loving travel and I'm loving business. And I found kind of my balance and a, and a great job um, where I can do those things. But who knows what that looks like in 10 years. Right. So I think that allowing yourself to be open and not being so hard on yourself about where you're going in life or what you should be doing. You know, well, what did you go to school for, you know? Mm -hmm. I happened to go to school for international business, which really helped me. Mm -hmm. But even if I would have went to school for something else, I feel like it was meant for me to be where I am right. now. Right. And I think for anyone listening who is trying to figure things out, sometimes you just gotta let things flow and things will fall into place. I used to be really hard on myself about, well, what are you doing? Mm. You know, and what does that look like? And it, it's never what you think. Yeah. And I, I think I have a similar experience too, especially when like people like us who are very driven, 
Yes. And it's almost like, okay, give me the blueprint. I'll do it. I'll overachieve. Right. And then I'll be where I want to be. But in reality, in life, mm-hmm. it's you said it's, it's more about being open and aware of opportunities as they come mm-hmm. and being very observant of what's right. happening around you. Totally. Um, that, that's something that, you know, I've learned as well. It's like you, you do the work, you, you do your research, but then in life you're just open and the opportunities will sort of come to you. Right. You know, and you just have to put in that groundwork and the preparation so that when the opportunity comes, you're ready for it. Right. You got to be open. You do. And it's like, you know, trade shows. I I had no idea what a trade show was until I met Sharifa and she gave me her card and I researched Project Trade Show and now I've been in trade shows for eight years. Mm. So again, it's nothing that was planned. It's something that I kind of fell into, but you know, once I was in that position, I was like, I gotta make the best out of it. Yeah, so like we live in New York. Yeah. And I feel like that's, you mentioned something that's like key is, you know, say if you want to travel, you should pick up travel books. For me, before mm-hmm. I left the country, yeah, living in New York was a huge benefit for me in terms of wanting to travel because mm-hmm. so many people from around the world are here. So a lot of my friends, I actually have a group of friends from Paris that were living here for school for a period of time that I was just hanging out with them. I'm like, oh, Taj, whenever you come to Paris, just let us know. Like, we'll hook up and like right. we'll connect and I'll introduce you to people. So like, I was actually traveling before I traveled, there you, you know, like I was traveling through their culture, through food, yeah. lifestyle. So for you, like just living in New York, what has New York meant to you for the past? What is it? You, you mentioned, is it, is it been yeah, 10 years now? Yeah, it's my 10 year anniversary. Hey. So, yeah, <laughs> I made it. Yes, I made yes. It, New York is kind of like a salad bowl. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. You yeah, get yeah. a mixture of things and you know, different colors and different doses of things. And I think for me, New York was a must. Like I was 19 years old and I was like, I can't imagine going anywhere else but New York. So I left home, picked up and came to New York by myself at 19. And I've been here, that just gives my age away, but I've been here for 10 years now. So did you have a plan of what you would want to do? Did you know where you were going to live? Um, I did. So I I applied for college and I got a scholarship and I studied, I thought I was going to study fashion and then I changed it to international business at Mm. Berkeley College. Shout out to Berkeley. Berkeley was good. Um, I had an uncle who lived here. Shout out to KK. He (laughs) is been an amazing source of inspiration and support in my life. Mm. He's kind of like my second dad. But I lived with him initially. So I did have family here. But I think for me, I don't know. I was very bold, I guess. And I was like, well, if I'm going to go anywhere, I'm going to New York. And I think the reason was I knew that it was a melting pot of different cultures. And I knew that for me, being as cultured as I was at that age and as well-traveled as I was, I needed to be in a space that stimulated that. Absolutely. And I couldn't be around, forgive me to say, ignorance. Mm. I find that when you go to a lot of places that aren't diverse, you are faced with a lot of ignorance because they simply don't know. And I needed to be in a space that was open-minded where I could meet people from all over and just connect. So Mm. I agree with what you're saying with, you know, in New York, you can meet anyone from anywhere and you'll learn about their culture, you'll try their food, and then you have an invitation to come visit them. And that takes you to a completely new place in the world. And, you know, I have a lot of friends who didn't have passports before I met them. (laughs) And I kind of shamed them because me, foolishly being from Europe, I kind of assumed that everyone had a passport. Right. Right? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, when yeah. I moved to New York and they were like, well, yeah, I don't have a passport. I can't mm. really go there. I'm like, 
you can't go to Canada because you don't have a passport. Like right, it right, just right. blew my mind. And <laughs> yeah. of course it's now, a thing. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. I, you know, I still meet a lot of people who don't and, yeah. you know, get a passport. Definitely. It, it'll change your life. Yeah, yeah. Um, but New York does have that special something. Mm -hmm. And I, that's what I really, really love about it. And I think that's why I've been here for 10 years. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's something that I see with you among other young professionals and specifically young women professionals. You're someone that people look to as, as someone who's not only done it, but is doing it. Right. You know, like you're in a, an amazing sweet spot right now because you've accomplished so much, but you're not just like resting on your laurels. You're like, I, there's still so much you have to do, you know, and you're and you're doing it. So I think that speaks so many volumes to your story and your brand. You. you know, you're not just telling glory stories. You're like, no, I'm doing this now and you can watch me do it and you can be a part of that success. Absolutely. You know, so, so what's that been like for you? Sharing and yeah. connecting with people. It's been amazing. I meet so many young women who, again, you know, want to get to a place where they can travel and explore and people DM me and I always try to get back to everyone everyone who reaches out and they're like, well, how do you do it? How do you get into this space? And again, it's putting yourself in a mind frame. Well, I'm an international woman or I'm an international man. You know, I am a lover of cultures. I am a world traveler. I'm global. Start thinking that way along yeah. those lines. Yeah. And then you kind of manifest it. You kind of wake up and you're like, this is who I want to be. Like sometimes I have pep talks with myself in the yeah. mirror and I'm Real like, talk. I'm going to Brazil. Yeah. Like that is a goal. Right? <laughs> right, right. So I think it starts with your mind, always mm. with how you see yourself in the world. I remember uh, I always do like mind maps and what do you call them? Like mood boards. Absolutely. Um, yeah. At the end of each year so that I can prepare myself for the next. Mm. And I always had, like, I look back at my old ones and I laugh sometimes. <laughs> but I see globes, right? Mm. I always see globes in the things that I do and how I position myself in the world. So I'm working on my business cards now and I'm like, I have to put a globe on it because yeah. that's so me. Yeah, but yeah. that started from just my mind, not thinking that I would be an international business today. Mm. But I think with me sharing more, I think it's been an amazing experience for me because sometimes you forget all the things that you've done. Yeah, right? And yeah. the, the steps that you took to get to where you are. And I think me doing more public speaking and connecting with people, whether they're younger than me, older than me, same age, it kind of reminds me of like, oh, I actually did all of this yeah, work. Yeah, and yeah. I actually <laughs> fell down a couple of times mm. and I was, you know, sometimes I was wrong about a lot of things. So it reminds you of where, what you've done and where you're heading, yes. which is so awesome. That's powerful. And especially us as young professionals, we're so used to go, 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 go. We don't have time to document what we're doing. Like I was saying that before, it's like, over these past couple years, I've been traveling a lot more. Right. And people are like, Taj, you, you need to write this down. Like you need to document yeah. what you're doing, these people you're meeting. And I'm like, I don't have the time to, you know, True. but but it's important to, like you're saying, when you're able to share, yes. share these stories, share your experiences, your failures, your mistakes, your triumphs. It edifies you, but it also edifies the people that hear it. You know? I agree. You and know? I think that's why I launched my website, edwinacolego.com. I felt as though I needed a platform to share outside of, you know, social media, Instagram, Facebook. That's where I really connect with my family, Facebook, for example. But on my website, you can actually see where I'm going and I share a lot more pictures, you know, press. If you want to connect with me, there's a way to do that. So that has allowed me to really be fulfilled on a personal level outside yeah. of um, UVM fashion and 
that to me is amazing. Like there's so many great things that are happening. I actually, this is really new and I haven't shared it with anyone, but I'm attending a conference at sea mm. by Spread Love. Shout out to Spread Love. Spread Love. Um, and they're doing a women empowerment conference. Karen Civil is going to be the keynote speaker. I'm going to be doing a speak to on international business and fashion. And these opportunities have all come from me being intentional mm. about what I'm doing and who I am. And it took me a while to get comfortable in being in that space where I'm like, you know, promoting myself a little bit more and yeah. like taking professional photos and <laughs> posting on the ground. Right, right. You know, yeah. at first I was like, well, who am I to be doing right, all this Right, stuff, like, right. Like we don't think of ourselves that we way. Don't. You know? like, yeah. And I'm just like, well, well what are people going to think? And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, are you comfortable doing that because you know you work for a corporation and that might be a conflict and it's like no mm. as long as I'm doing the work I need to do on a professional side I should be able to promote who I am regardless right, right? right so it is a thin line and sometimes you do work for companies who aren't big on personal promotion but I think that I am who I portray yeah. Right, I am international. I started traveling way before I got into this job. Yeah, I speak five languages. Okay, mm -hmm. so for me, it's like it's okay for me to toot my own horn a little bit. Yeah, to definitely. put it out there and definitely. to build a brand. Like Absolutely. it's amazing, and I think at this day and age, you should be intentional, mm -hmm. and it's okay to use tools like Instagram to connect with people, and who knows what comes from it. Right, like today right. we're sitting here. And you know you have a platform where you can share stories, and that's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I think there's so much brewing that's really exciting. Absolutely, the potential is limitless. Yeah. Really, absolutely. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. So, five languages. What five languages do you speak? Okay. So I, <laughs> my first language is Swedish. Nice. Um, my second is English because English is actually mandatory from the third grade. So most okay. Swedes speak pretty good English. Yeah. And then I worked for Zara in Copenhagen, so I learned Danish there. Mm. And then my grandmother came to live with us when we were younger and she didn't speak any Swedish, <laughs> barely any English. Yeah. So she taught us how to speak Gam, which mm. is my favorite language, mm. is our mother tongue um, from Ghana. And I also speak Tree, which mm. some people call Ashanti. And then, um, what's the... That was five. And then I also took Spanish in Barcelona. Nice, so I can nice. get five yeah. with a little Espanol. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that the languages that I speak the best are probably Swedish, English, and God. Nice. Yeah, so I see so much in your future. You're going to just do so many things that are going to empower women, African-Americans, Africans of the entire diaspora. You're really a living proof that it's possible and that if we work together, if we support each other, if we see each other working hard and encourage each other yeah. um, and highlight each other, like it, it really means something. So, it does. So like for you, is that something that's important to you? Absolutely. I think you brought up a good point in supporting each other. I think the most amazing things happen when you support. Mm. And I think me being an African woman, you being a black woman, a European, a Swede, whatever you want to call it now, American. A lot of people think I'm from Brooklyn, which is really funny and cool because <laughs> I love Brooklyn. Yeah. I think it is important to, to support and to connect with your people. And for me, when I see young women from Brooklyn who reach out to me or if I'm in a classroom and I'm speaking and, you know, they're asking questions about, well, how can I be like you? And I really want to be doing what you're doing. It's amazing to me and it's overwhelming sometimes, but it's like, yeah, I feel like I do have a responsibility to be giving support 
to yeah. the generation that's coming. Yeah. I do think that we all have to kind of think of ourselves as global citizens, mm. right? So being diverse, being international is going to be a no-brainer because the world is shrinking. Yeah. And, you know, now you're in a workplace with people from all over the world. So you have to kind of build a tolerance for what's happening in the right. world. Right. So preparing people for that, I think I'm super passionate about. But it is about supporting and it is about nurturing and being um, a steward. You got to be someone who really helps and promotes. Yeah. And sharing. I think sharing information is key. You know, my mom has always said it's foolish to hoard information or to cover everything that you're doing because God will bless you with more when you share more, when right. you give more. And right. I truly believe that. Yeah. I think it's really important to to be able to share. And if I know any expertise or anything that I know could help someone else, I'm going to put it out there. Right. Because it's a blessing to other people and it doesn't hurt me. Right. So, yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, being generous is the best feeling because yes. when you're giving and you're in the mode of giving, things come back. Like Absolutely. maybe in ways you won't even expect or realize initially, but they always come back how they're supposed to. They do. You know, definitely. They do. Definitely. Yeah. I feel like just being able to have this conversation with you is really profound. I've been able to travel a little bit and you know just from seeing parts of the world and learning different cultures and realizing wow i am a global citizen i think that's like a great phrase by the way right. like being a global citizen thank you michelle obama <laughs> <laughs> i actually stole it oh, okay that. all right yeah. credit is credit is due <laughs> yeah you yeah. know but but yeah it's like you know when you realize that when you really realize that you you, you open so many doors of potential for yourself like you're not limiting yourself to just your neighborhood or just your city or your state Absolutely. you're saying wow like i can connect with you know my friends in toronto i can connect right. with my friends in la i connect with my friends in berlin and amsterdam and sweden we can all connect and work together totally and we can support each other i think that's also key is you may not be able to necessarily physically help someone, but just supporting someone somewhere else, being aware of what they're doing and allowing that to like encourage you. Like, wow, you know, I have friends in this country who are doing this amazing work. Or I have friends right down the street from me who are right. doing amazing work. That inspires me to also get on my grind and hustle and create yeah. something new for myself. You, know? you have to. And I think, again, it's about how you position yourself. Recently, last month, we launched our first international show. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. In yeah. Japan, in Tokyo, Magic Japan. Uh, which has been in the works for about, I've been working on it for almost three years, this show. And what's funny is, I in the office, years ago, I would always say, I'm this international, like, I'm a traveler, <laughs> right? I yeah. would boast. And what's funny is, one of our executives was invited to go out to Japan, mm -hmm. initially, to start working on this project. And for some reason, he couldn't go. And he was like, hmm, who could I send out there to represent the company. He was like, Miss International, <laughs> we're gonna send her to Japan. This was three years ago and he came over and he's like, are you comfortable with doing a presentation in Tokyo? I was like, wow, that's <laughs> crazy. But yeah, 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 I think I can do it. Mm -hmm. And I've been going to Japan every six months since then. So I kind of just took over that role yeah, and did it. But yeah. it, it just goes to show, like, if I didn't position myself as an international mm. person who wasn't afraid to travel, he probably never would have walked up to my Considered desk and said, it. yeah, because at that time I wasn't a sales manager. I didn't really have a high position, but 
he thought that I could do the job. And again, it's all about your mind and it's about how you present yourself to the world. You yeah, know, like yeah. if you want to be in fashion, dress like it. You know, <laughs> if you want to be in a professional business setting, be professional, mm -hmm. you know, wear a suit every now and then. I think it's very important for all of us to really portray who we want to be yeah. because image is a lot. It does a lot. A lot. Yeah. And it might sound vain, but it's true. Yeah, I understand. If you want to be something, you got to look like it, you got to act like it because then people start seeing you in that light mm -hmm. and then those opportunities flow. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's really the mentality. When you think of yourself in a certain light and you walk in that way, just what you said, people begin to realize and like, okay, they also address you as such. Right. You know, they're like, if you say it enough, like you start to believe it and internalize mm -hmm. it then, you know, you begin to create your own reality for yourself. Totally. It's you like, know? fake it till you make it. Some people say that, you <laughs> right, know, right, some right. people take it as a joke, but fake it till you make it mm. can actually be just that. Mm. You know, before you get there, start thinking of yourself as that person and you will get there. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, so I want to hear more about Japan because, oh, yeah. you know, like, as, you know, a country and where you were at specifically for the trade show, mm -hmm. like, how was it? Like, oh, my God. paint the picture for us. Like, I've never been. Oh, my God. You know what's funny is, Japan, Tokyo as a city is one of the toughest pictures I can paint because I can describe <laughs> places pretty well, but it's just, it's so dynamic. Anyone who's been there knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> the, the style, the fashion, the consumerism, like people are out on the streets. You go to like Harajuku and you see these girls with like <laughs> the crazy outfits. The food is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, obviously if you're big on fish that's the place to that's be the place to go um and the people you know they're mm. so polite they're so kind it's such a clean city i feel very comfortable there we went out one night and i was like walking home by myself at like three o'clock which i would never do right, in new york right, right. but i could do that in mm. tokyo i just feel like sometimes i feel at home there which is yeah. crazy yeah yeah um but it is one of those places where there's always something going on. It's a very colorful city to me. Like when I think of Tokyo, I think of like many different cultures. I've, I've been to Osaka as well. So I've been to different places in Japan and I have a lot of other places that I'd like to see. I went to Kamakura as well, where you can see the big Buddha and dive into the culture. But I think it's a must see for anyone. Yeah kind of challenging to get there it's 14 hours what? are you serious yeah so wow. if you have those points and you can upgrade to business <laughs> at first do it yeah it's worth yeah, it yeah. on that flight but definitely yeah. i would recommend it for anyone to see and experience mm. and yeah I, I i'm blessed that i can go every six months yeah that's beautiful yeah i'm looking forward to my first trip to japan as well yeah you know i've, I've talked to so many people about it and they're like yeah you have to go yeah you it's know, hard so. to describe it i know yeah. I, w I was going on and on like no, a few no. seconds ago but <laughs> It's, it is hard to describe it. It's an amazing place. Let me know where you're going so I can hook you up with a list of like, hey. places to go to. <laughs> Anyone else that's listening, if y'all need a hookup, let me know. <laughs> the plug. The plug yes. is here. <laughs> nah, it's real. That's real. So what do you see for your future? Like, There's so many things you can do. The potential yeah. is there. What, what do you plan on doing? I love sharing. That's mm. one thing that I'm learning about myself. I did this purpose what's it called it's like a basically a tutorial where you start thinking about who you are and you dive into like things you used to do growing up and how that plays into your life now so mm -hmm. I did this thing with a woman called Yatunde Shorters and she is the founder of ICPR she's an amazing woman 
What is ICPR um, for people who don't know? ICPR is basically a uh, it's a PR firm, mm -hmm. and she represents. She has different clients that she represents, but she also does this purpose planning segment where you basically spend time with her. She really digs deep and asks you questions about your past and to really get a sense of direction of where you're heading and who you truly are. Yeah. So once yeah. I did that session with her, it's like an hour. You can do it via Skype, or if you live in Miami, that's where she's based. You can do it with her. I did it via Skype. And yeah. I was just at a place in my life where I was kind of lost and I was like, I have nothing to lose. I did it with her and I learned a lot of key things. So one of the first questions she asked was, you know, what are you truly passionate about? And yeah. I said, teaching. And she was like, well, what are your some of your first memories of teaching? And I was like, oh, shoot, I used to be a swimming instructor. Uh, so I used to be a swimmer, but yeah. I was also an instructor for kids. And I remember feeling so fulfilled when I, like my kids learned how to swim yeah. on their own. Yeah, yeah. So that to me taught me that I, I love teaching. Mm. So teaching is definitely in the future for me, sharing. I'm taking public speaking classes starting mm. next week. That's what's up. I'm That's all about up. perfecting my skills. So yeah. if I'm doing presentations for UVM or on a personal level, I want to be able to really project and speak mm. well and clear and stop doing the odds and the um. Yo, you know, I, yo. <laughs> for real. And that's the thing, like, and that's, I think, very powerful that you say that because I see you as someone who's an excellent public speaker. And that's just a testament to the fact that even if you're good or great at something, you can never learn too much. Like, right. the greats really are the ones who are continuing to perfect their craft, mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. you're really perfecting your craft and what you do and it shows it, yeah it comes off, i think definitely. it's really important that's something i want to do long term like yeah. whether it's you know maybe one day i'll end up having a show on tv whatever that looks like i want to prepare myself for it right, right so definitely teaching more doing more seminars panels i'm really big on women empowerment yeah. i think it's an amazing movement that's been happening but happening a lot more now because of the internet and social media we get to see really what's happening so the women's march you have amazing organizations like Create, Cultivate, Her Network, Womener, like platforms where women can really share. Shout out to all the women platforms yes. that are, are really putting on for culture and really totally. like progressing things. Yeah, you're naming like some really powerful yeah. like brands and people. Totally. Uh, like I know, like by way of, yes. um, yo, by way of is dope. Like I, I just met Sarah Kim for the first time, and she's amazing. And also Blue Highs, which is a female skate crew oh, that's dope. also doing amazing things. Yeah, Blue Highs, shout out to y'all. Y'all know who you are. <laughs> I know y'all listening. Respect. But but continue. Yeah. Continue. So yeah, herd network, create, cultivate, womaner. I know I'm forgetting a lot of people. Spread love, leading ladies of Africa. All these mm. platforms that I'm connected to, and new ones that I'm discovering. I think that it's amazing what's happening for women now. And we're still fighting for a lot of things like equal pay. You know, right, it's right. something that is crazy to me that it's just not happening fast enough. So that's a big goal of mine, obviously, as a woman, as someone who was raised by an amazing, incredible, strong woman. Shout out to Beatrice Morton, my mom. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I want to support that. And, you know, I, I love business. I'm not going to lie. I love closing a deal. Um, <laughs> I want to invest in real estate. I want to really learn how to build wealth. And yeah. once I learn that, I want to share it with other people because mm. I think it's so important to really know, you know, how to truly build wealth. And for me, the next step is definitely real estate. That's what I'm learning, yes. where I want to dive into. But 
yeah, I, I want to keep traveling. I want to keep sharing. I'd love to write a book on my journeys. I'm, I'm picking up that book. You are? Yes. Yay. Yes, yeah. A couple of people have been like, Adina, you really want to hear your stories. Like, mm. you should write a book. Your website, your blog is just not enough. I don't have enough time to update it. <laughs> right, right. So I think a book is in the near future, but I just want to be open and receptive to what's happening around me. I want to share. I want to get to know new people, whether that's online or meeting in person. I'm yeah. just in a space where I'm like soaking things up. You're, you're so, open. You're yeah. open to the possibilities. For that's sure. real. That's For real. Sure. Can you give us like a short list of some of the countries you want to visit? Yes, <laughs> I can. Brazil. Yes. Um, for yeah. many reasons, but my grandfather is actually from Brazil. Mm. He he settled in Ghana, which is how my family started on my mom's side. So I definitely want to just go back. I want to go to Brazil. No, no. And Metaphorically, you right. are going back. I am you know, kind of going real, back. Yeah, I want to yeah. go back and see my people. Yeah. Um, I want to go to Croatia. Mm. I've seen amazing pictures. Uh, oh, I have man. a few friends that live there. Where else? You know, I'm from Ghana and West Africa, but shamefully, I haven't explored any other country because my family hold me hostage when I go to Ghana. So <laughs> right, like, you ain't going nowhere. Yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna go to Ghana. Maybe I'll go to Nigeria. Nah. And no, it never happens. So <laughs> they probably like guilt trip you for like oh, wanting yeah. to go somewhere. Oh yeah, else. they're like, what? You going where? No. <laughs> and you know, Ghanaians and, and Nigerians have a little bit of a beef, <laughs> so they're like, you're not going there. But I do want to go to Lagos. Um, there's an amazing fashion scene mm. happening there that I'd love to dive yeah, into. Shout out to Nigeria. Yes, my Nigers. Yes. Even though we make the best jollof. Oh, okay? you just opened up. We just opened up like I'm a can of worms at the end of the episode. Like you're just gonna like. <laughs> He's going to like I'm say that and then shots fired. <laughs> Take that. Let's go. Ghana makes the best jollof, period. Okay, moving on. <laughs> South Africa. Um, oh my God. I just went to Peru, to Lima, uh, and I just loved it so much. Yeah. I really want to go back. Like, nice. I haven't seen enough. I want to do Machu Picchu. Mm. But yeah, that's a short list. Mm. I want to dive deeper into Asia. I've only been to Japan. So I definitely want to go to Singapore. I want to go to Thailand, Hong Kong mm. is in the pipeline, and uh, what else? Dubai. Like, yeah. I just have to see it because it's really fascinating how they yeah. just built this whole. It's like out crazy, of nothing. Out of nothing. Out of nothing. Yeah. Kind of like Vegas. Yeah. It's like yeah. Desert, and then all of a sudden it's just crazy <laughs> wonderland. So I want to see that. Right, right. Right. But yeah, that's that's a short list. I'll that's keep so you guys real. updated. Check Absolutely. me out on. EdwinaColego.com so you can see my travel journey. Let us know like your, your social media, like how can we follow you on everything? Yeah, um, it's really simple. I try to keep everything as Edwina Culego, which is my first and last name. So IG is at Edwina Culego. Uh, Facebook is Edwina Culego. Just spell that for people. Oh, Just yes, so they know. Yes. Just so they know. <laughs> is, okay, so Edwina is E-D-W-I-N-A. Culego is K-U-L-E-G-O. Dope. Yes. You have like such a powerful name, by the way. Thank Just want to say you. that. Yeah, it's such a powerful name. It's from the Ewe tribe of Ghana. Mm. So my dad is Ewe. Mm. And, you know, Ghana was a British colony. Mm. So a lot of our names are, fortunately, unfortunately, whatever you want to call it, they're British, right? Mm. So on my mom's side, she's a Morton. She's a she's a Beatrice Morton. My aunt's name is Agnes. My grandmother's name is Edith. I'm mm. Edwina. All British names, but we also have our African names. My middle name is Akia, and I'm so glad that I got to have my last name as a typical traditional Ghanaian name. Yeah. Um, so 
no no shade to the <laughs> British names out right, there, but right, I think right. it's it tells a story, right? Absolutely, absolutely. It sparks a conversation, so right. I'm I'm grateful for that. Shout out to my dad. <laughs> no, for real, for real. So like, I've learned so much just from this short conversation that we had. Like, I feel like there's so much more that we can like uncover and unpack. But I'm just so, so thankful that you were able to come on the show. Today. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your vision. Thank you for creating a platform like Open Canvas where we can come out and share true stories. I'm definitely going to be tuning in. I want to hear all the other podcasts and meet new people. Absolutely. So kudos to you for, for creating this and for letting me be a part of it. Ah, thank you great. so much. Thank you so much. So this has been the Open Canvas with an amazing, an amazing sister, Edwina. And we're out. We out. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> to find out more about The Open Canvas, hit up our website, theopencanvas.com. Also stay tuned to our Instagram, at theopencanvas. And for any questions or inquiries, hit up my email, Taj, T-A-J, dot opencanvas at gmail.com. This has been The Open Canvas, produced by Taj Alexander and edited by Amanda Hughes.